Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I am so excited and grateful to welcome you back to the show. I am currently at home in LA, quarantined with my boyfriend, Alex, who I have almost killed due to my lack of cooking skills, and we're both in good health and spirits. Big shout out to Alex and our new foster puppy for letting me turn our home office into a podcast space so I didn't go absolutely crazy without this show. A lot has changed since we last put out an episode. To all of my listeners around the world, I'm sending you all of my love and hope that you're all in good health in both mind and body and are sticking together through this time. I'm really grateful for the positive and empathetic community that the show has built. Although the world is frightening right now, there's a real calmness that has come over me knowing we're all in solidarity going through the same thing together. I'll be conducting these interviews via Zoom until further notice. Although the quality might not be the same as they are in our usual shows, I feel it's imperative to continue on with the show and continue to support this community through what has been a really difficult, confusing, and unprecedented time. Thank God for technology, right? In this episode, I decided to call three of my dear friends and see how they're doing. Now more than ever, it feels so important that we keep in touch with our friends and family in any and every way. In an effort to provide some sense of comfort and normalcy, these conversations are here to provide you with good companionship for all of our listeners at home and also let you know that I'm here going through it with you. My first call is to Corrine Odeny, model photographer and the founder of We're Not Really Strangers, a card game and an infamous Instagram account that has empowered its followers to make meaningful connections. She's currently quarantined in Los Angeles. How are you? I'm good. Just staying busy, staying in my little office den area, which is like my sanctuary, which is nice. How about you? I'm okay. I am home in LA, just quarantining, doing what what people are doing right now. (laughs) I don't really know. Yeah, I've been asking a lot of people have been asking me like, how are you? I'm like, I'm okay. Like, yeah, it's weird to answer that because it's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. It feels surreal. Totally. This morning I was a mess. I was like totally out of my body, super anxious. And now I'm like, okay, like after this, I'm going to make a sandwich and keep working. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, I've had moments like that too, where I don't know what, like a few days ago where I was like, yeah, I'm just like really sad right now. And like thinking very negatively. And like, I went to that place. And I just let myself feel it and kind of was just like, let me watch Pretty Woman and just like kind of just be bum and just eat ice cream. And I had that moment. And I was like, hey, that felt good. And that kind of picked me up a little. And then I got back to like my routine. So where are you quarantined and are you with anybody? Yeah. So I'm with my boyfriend, thankfully. And we're just at our home in Hollywood. So what's keeping you busy? What have you been doing? It's kind of like whatever is throne or whatever the idea is at the moment with the Instagram account I run. It's basically, it's not planned out. Like we don't have like weeks in advance of posts made. It's literally the day of sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's the idea and creating it. So just kind of like being quick to execute whatever idea is coming up. And that's been keeping me the most like energized, fulfilled, busy, because if I, if it wasn't for work and being creative, I would be in a really dark place, but I get lost in like writing a thread or writing or whatever we're doing in the moment. And that's what I feel very blessed about is having something to funnel it into. I don't know. I don't know if you feel this too, but yesterday my boyfriend was like, Oh, like, let's get out the house. Let's do something. And I was like, I don't even care to leave the house anymore. Like I've just kind of like become adapted to just being in here. It's weird. It's almost like I don't remember anything else. Obviously I work from home. So I'm 
in my apartment. Like I wake up, I make coffee and then kind of go sit in a different room. So I am home already, but now looking back on it, having to stay home, I'm like, okay, maybe that's not as healthy as I thought it was in the time. Mm -hmm. But now I'm in this situation and I'm like, is being in quarantine for so long going to give me social anxiety when we have to get back into it? I think so. That's what, yeah, I had that conversation yesterday um, that like, we're going to kind of be like scared of each other. I, that didn't even occur to me. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't know. Personally, I'm excited to see people and like hug people and all that. Like, and I think when it, when we know it's safe and when we're told it's safe, who knows if it's actually safe. But that's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Like my boyfriend and I were talking yesterday, like, do are people going to want to go? And I feel really bad for even saying this, but like to weddings or like Mm -hmm. birthday parties, like anything that has a large amount of people for a while. I wonder what that's going to look like. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a decline, but I'm also learning, like, I have no idea. Anytime there's like something about to happen and we would be discussing like what's about to happen, I would predict the other thing. Like, I'm not calling anything as it is. You know. I I think this is, I think this is really hard to predict. So I wouldn't even put that pressure on you to figure out what this situation looks like. Exactly. I think the thing that helps me is like, what's in our world, like, what can we control in these moments, whether that's a small thing or a big thing, that's the only thing we can really hold on to and doing our part at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we can't leave the house and we can't really contribute in that way. So it's like, what can we do from home? Exactly. I don't know. What's your routine been like? Have you been structured? Have you been on your phone more than ever? Like what's your experience? My experience has been really, you know, at the beginning of this, I was really excited to maybe like use Instagram in a really different way than I ever have in the past. I feel like I shy is the only world word that ever really comes to me when it comes to like my interaction with social media. Like I'm not the person that's like, Hey guys, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like I've never really been that person, but I think like the first couple of days of this, I was doing that because I was genuinely curious. I was like, what is everybody doing? Right. What are we going to do through this? And I think that also that was like a weird coping mechanism for me in the transition of going into quarantine But now that like we're a little bit further in it and it's been like a lot of bad news, I think I've had to actively like avoid social media and like try to have a structure for myself where like I'm as active as I possibly can be and do things that like feel normal, but like staying away from Instagram and staying away from more bad news. Like I literally went on Instagram the other day and followed like Upworthy and Good News and like all those like Instagram accounts I've always followed yours. Yours is already in the followed <laughs> list, but accounts like that, that kind of like are not just always like badgering you with really harsh things. But I think my routine still feels a little bit the same, but I think I'm just being a little bit more mindful of my mental health as I navigate it. That's good. I, I saw something that made me laugh and made me feel better about myself. Cause it was like, you know how people are like, okay, here's my morning routine or here's my routine. I hope this helps. And it's like 9am wake up, 9.30 workout, blah, 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 like this whole thing. And then I know like which one you're talking one. about. Yeah. And there's another one that's like my morning routine. Like I wake up at 10 and on my phone till 1pm or like 1am or whatever. Yeah. It was like, wake up at nine, change into a different pair of sweatpants at 12, sit on my phone till 9pm, change into my pajamas and then sit on my phone till 1am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that Oh my God. Like I haven't been doing the things I would recommend to be honest, like besides work and creative, which is my structure, I guess, but like I'm on my phone more than ever. I'm constantly on my phone. I'm like in this position a lot with my, you know what I mean? Just ordering. I think it's kind of hard though, not to be, I almost feel like there was a moment there where I was like addicted to bad news. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like a, like the first thing I was doing was like, I wake up and check my phone anyways, but I was like, itching to check my phone the second I open my eyes. Cause I think I, I think that we're all just so on edge right now that I'm like, it, I'm like addicted to not addicted. It's a bad word, but I think I'm just so um, consumed by what's going on in the world that I like only, I just want to be like in the know. And maybe that's not always so good for our head. Yeah. Cause that's the balance is we want to be informed and we want to know what we need to survive. It's kind of survival mode at this point too. And that's why it's the balance of like a what's the correct dose of information so I can do what I can. And then when do I let go so I can be in a place of peace and not constantly like anxious and terrified. So you have to find that balance. Like everyone does, I think. 
Are you like cooking? Are you watching anything that you love? Are you reading anything? Okay. So today I got like Zanku chicken because I got it yesterday and loved it. So just honestly, I'm just postmating like pretty bad food, but it's delicious. A lot of people like aren't postmating. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I'm not like recommending it, but that's just, I'm not really, I haven't gotten into cooking yet. What am I watching? There's nothing interesting. I watched the Tiger King thing. Oh, that by like, the way, there are four other people being interviewed for this episode and every single person has come on saying I'm watching Tiger King. Yeah, we watched. That was the first thing that we like binge watch because I haven't actually been watching that much TV. We watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like we started from episode one, like a few, like that was like two months ago though, but we're still like catching up and I watch like Larry David interviews now. I don't know where, like, I don't like know. On YouTube? Yeah. That's like my weird secret obsession. Is what, what, Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, like watching like behind the scenes interviews on YouTube. Yeah, like it's whatever you're into. So it's like you get to dive into those like BTS. Yeah, like when I was obsessed with Harry Potter, I used to go on there and watch like behind the scenes cast interviews and like interviews from the last day of filming Harry Potter. It was a really weird phase of my life. Yeah, you know, it's so But I totally relate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm loving that. And then just having like FaceTime calls here and there with my best friends or my mom or sister like that kind of is my life at the moment I mean your Instagram account feels relevant to me all of the time but it feels extremely relevant now more than ever thank you that means a lot I think just the fun part of that is like I call it my public diary and it's literally just whatever I don't know how old you are but I just turned 25 so I feel like the main demographic is in that range right now yeah, and it's I'm just 26 like, so yes you're exactly. right <laughs> so a lot of times when I post people are like did you just like read my mind or like how did you know like blah 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 and I'm like oh it's because that's what's happening today for me so I'm just writing exactly what's on my mind on that day and it's nice to have people like relate and be able to like not feel alone in that yeah do you feel like the response to we're not really strangers has been really um has change during this time? I've never seen more like story mentions of the game ever before. It's definitely a different response than ever, which is so crazy because when this all happened, it was, you know, like small businesses and brands are all like figuring out how to navigate. And it's so, it's a lot to navigate right now, but with winners and I think what it stands for and like the value it brings for right now is being able to connect even digitally. And it gives you a structure to make those meaningful connections but yeah, it's the most I've seen ever, which is that's amazing. Which is very crazy, and there's just so many things that, like, so many ideas now I have of things we want to roll out to continue like contributing to how to help and empower people to meaningfully connect during this time. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, I'm if you're single or if you're a person that's an extrovert and you're used to meeting new people all the time, and that's something that feeds you creatively and personally, like what does that look like in the time of coronavirus? Yeah, that we have to start getting creative is like the only thing I can think of. Like we have to, like there's nothing else we could do at this time. But yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people, like these Zoom conversations or like Instagram lives been like pop in. I, I've never seen Inst- Instagram live like go so crazy. It's really insane. I mean, I appreciate it for like the concerts and stuff like that, but every single person and their mother is going live and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, like I am an extrovert, but my actual favorite thing to do is make things with people. Like that's when I love being like with my team before we used to meet up. So being able to like hang out in person and create was like the best day ever for me every single day. So now it's more so like, how do I keep that creative energy by myself? So whether it's having like Keaton, my graphic designer, like on the phone while we work on something or figuring out just how to make it feel as close to what it used to feel like. But obviously we just have to be patient because it's not going to be that way for a minute. You know, Has that been fulfilling for you? It has. I, I think I'm just very grateful and lucky that what I do is, you know, in the realm of a laptop, you know, like we Photoshop the artwork, we write it on a, like I write it on a laptop. So I'm very privileged and very lucky during this time, like beyond, like I'm very, very grateful. So, cause some people, I don't know, like they have to go out and construct something in the physical world or be out in public or, you know what I mean? There's so many variations of art that sometimes it requires more, but 
there is also a version where it's just you and like, you know, people say too, um, I forget who it was, like Robert McKee, who's just like, I think that's his name, the screenwriter. He wrote a bit, a screenwriting book. And he talks about how restraints are the best thing for your creativity. So you think like, oh, to be creative, I need all the resources. I need all the money. I need all the time. But that's actually a counterproductive to creativity because the moment you have restraints, you have to think within that box and you create something bigger than the components are given. And that makes you think bigger, right? So I'm trying to use this as an exercise. Like, okay, I don't have all the resources at the moment. Like we wanted to do prints, but our printer is closed. So there's, you know, things like that. We had an order coming from... um, a retailer that had to stop, which was like a bummer and all those things. But I was like, okay, cool. How's that happening for me? And what can I do with the tools I'm given? And let's get creative there and make this work for us and not to us, you know? It's scary. Like we don't know whether like the right, like the warehouse, the UPS, like we don't know if UPS is gonna, there's so much uncertainty. And that's yeah. that's what's so scary for so many people, including me. And it's like, I'm just trying to be like, okay, yes, there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, what am I certain about in this moment, though? If you were to title this chapter of your life, what would it be called? Oh, that's a great question. Work with what you've got. That's good. Yeah. That's what I've heard, honestly. No shame to everybody else, but that's true. (laughs) I'm excited to hear everyone else. What would your chapter be? Honestly, this morning when I, when I was going through my notes, I was like, someone's going to ask me that back and I'm going to have no idea what to say. (laughs) I try answering. Something about being makeshift, considering I'm in my home office right now with a microphone. I just fostered a puppy. So the puppy's pin is in front of me and my boyfriend's standing desk is like right next to me. So this room is the most like makeshift yeah. thing of all time, which is kind of what you said, which do I love that. Yeah. yeah. I also just, I'm like, all I'm thinking about is like, take care of yourself, take care of the people around you in any and every capacity that you can without physically touching them. And like the rest will continue to go on. Like there's really not much we can do besides take care of like our physical and mental health right now. Yeah. How have your like connections with your friends been? Like how have you been, has someone, has someone like checked in on you in a way that made you feel really loved? Like what's been working for your personal relationships right now? I don't, I, maybe it's not specifically a response, but I think the openness of the ways that we're communicating have been really impactful to me. So like my cousin, for example, put like all of my siblings and I on a group text and was like, hey, let's have happy hour on Saturday night and let's do it via Zoom. And let's just like, you know, let's be there for each other and see each other and not just kind of go on like everything's normal. And that meant a lot for me just because like I didn't for a second be like, oh yeah, I'm going to Zoom with my family and like, it's going to be fine. Like I'm just going to call them and check in every day. But I think I'm like very very like proud of my family for doing that. I have five sisters. There's a lot of us and we're all different ages and kind of live in different places. So I think that's been really meaningful to me. Just like that willingness to communicate in a way that's not usual. That's a good point. Yeah. Whether it's like, I don't need someone to like, I I think, how are you is a really strange question right now. Like I've had friends that have texted me and been like thinking of you, hope you're well, you know, like just sending my love. And I think that's nice because it's like how are you kind of to me feels like it's like we're falling into the same routine of like I'm good how are you and I think just like kind of letting someone know that you're in their thoughts today because we have a lot of other thoughts we can be thinking about and like for someone to think of me to me in a time like this is a nice thing so I just think those little things it doesn't need to be this like again I loved having cocktail hour with my family but it doesn't need to be these like grand gestures of of communication I think the most impactful ones to me have just been a simple thinking of you yeah, I think that's such a good tidbit because I think sometimes like because it's so scary, everyone's like, oh, I have to, if I text them, it has to be like profound. You know, like I have to send right. something really profound, but really it doesn't have to be. And it's like way less pressure if you don't. And that makes someone like you're saying, like feel very loved anyways. It's just that simple, like thinking. Of yeah. It. I also said this a couple of days ago, I was having a particularly anxious day and I made the choice to not like if someone wanted to text me about the virus, I made the choice to respond and be like, I can't talk about this today. Let's talk about something else. So maybe mm-hmm, in different. in communication, it's like, I actually like want to text my friends about like other things. Like let's like, exactly. maybe even that's like a nice way to just keep everyone's spirits up instead of checking in on each other. It's being like, hey, like, did you watch this movie yet? Or hey, I'm reading this book. It's really great. And I think you might like it too. You know, and I remember there was a time like a week ago where everyone had a friend in the government 
that like had an inside scoop. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was the weirdest thing ever. Like, yeah, that was like so that cool. to me was just peak communication at its worst. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was too much, and I think I think this week I noticed people take a step back. At least I did. What's exciting you right now? Probably providing more value to people through what I love to do. Whatever that, I don't know what that will entail. You know what I mean? Like that's going to evolve. But just to me, like I keep saying, like being creative is saving me and has always saved me. It's my thing that when I feel like most myself. So continuing to do what I love in the service of others and like figuring out how to provide value is very exciting. I love that. I think, and and I think also like that's going to, I'm really excited to see how that changes for people Mm -hmm. now that we're home, like how their businesses and how what they do and what they love can help people during such a weird time. I'm kind of excited to see how that evolves. Yeah. And I think that also now that I'm talking to you about it, it's going to entail a lot of conversations with people because we have to ask each other, like, what do you need right now? Like what actually make you feel better? You know, like what's actually going to give you value right now? And and through that dialogue, and it, as long as we're being honest, like we can actually see businesses provide that for people. Yeah. My next call is to two of my best friends in New York City, Nick and Gabriella Anacone. Nick is the chief operating officer of Kith, and Gabriella leads experiential marketing at Shopify. They're currently quarantined together in upstate New York. Welcome to my show. Oh, we're- <laughs> thanks for having us, Liv. What thanks. an honor. So nice to see you. Of course. So nice to see you. How are you guys? What's going on? We're just, uh, we're coping with this new way of life. You know, I've used the word adapting twice today. When people have asked me how I'm doing, I've said I'm finally adapting. Like last week was a transitional week where everyone was like kind of muddy and still like, uh, what's happening? But this week, my conversations are a bit more progressive, which is nice. Okay, that's a good shift. I actually haven't been able to articulate it myself like that. So, okay, that's a good mindset. Try, trying to embrace it. So where are you guys right we now? We are at my mother's house. Hi, mom. In East Hampton. So it's so it's, quiet there. It's yeah. crazy. Like when I saw you guys outside, I was just like, whoa, they're really going for it with the no noise. But it's this is literally, literally dead I've been outside in 48 hours. Isn't it so weird how it's so easy to just do that? No, okay. it's not easy for me. <laughs> the difference though between you and I, I am a natural introvert. So everyone working from home, freaking out, I'm like, welcome to my paradise. Uh, but now I'm kind of itching. <laughs> right. And I can totally understand that. But okay, so we are on with two of my best friends, Nick and Gabriella, who are on the opposite coast from me right now, which is really sad. But even if we were on the same coast, we wouldn't be hanging out. So how are you both feeling? You want to start? How do you feel? I feel in the moment. I don't know. I don't like being inside this much. I'm really struggling. I just don't do well. Like I, I like my office environment. I do also love routine. And once I start to break routine, I really, I, again, like she said, like this is like in a, the week where you kind of have to adapt and you have to embrace it. But I just, it's tough for me. Very, very tough for me. My routine is like my, that's like my rock. Like I need my structure. So Nick and Gabriella both have pretty structured job. How has that been working from home? You don't, you don't, all right, so hold on. I'm going to explain this a little bit. I just want to paint you a picture. This is like childhood home for me. And we come out here once in a while. So like childhood room, but it's not a big house. So like my sister's here, her boyfriend's here, my mom's here and my stepfather's here and their dog Zeke. Well, my sister's dog Zeke. It's really nice being all together, but it's also we're just on top of each other, and we like to we like to have our space, Gabrielle and I. So it's uh it's it's definitely interesting. I say, do you feel like you would have been happier saying just the two of you in an apartment? No, I mean we say it like every day where we're kind of like, should we go back? But we shouldn't because we can actually like we just opened up the door and we're outside. You know, you can't do that yeah. in New York right now. And plus, we live in a in a pretty large building yeah. where there's like hundreds of other units. So here, there's only, like, we don't have to worry about shared elevator buttons or door handles or anything like that. Now that Nick has told us yeah, the situation, what has it been like working from home? 
Okay, so basically you know. what's happened is that everyone here, because his sister and her boyfriend also have jobs, um, and so we've all kind of taken a nook in the house and just claimed it. It wasn't said. It wasn't like, okay, let's have a team meeting in the morning and like this is where people are going to work from. We've just kind of made it work. Um, Nick has taken the den and just shut doors on each side and claimed it. Um, I, as the introvert, uh, just stay in my room. Door closed. Wait, wait, our room, our room. Let's let's rephrase that one. <laughs> the room. I'm in the room, and uh, and yeah, the other two are like in the kitchen and on the dining table, and yeah, we kind of just make it work. But I have so I used to work from home before Shopify got offices in New York, and I learned a couple of tricks that help. Do you want to know them? So I've thought about this a lot because everyone at Shopify is now remote, so it's been in need. So. One, a diffuser is your best friend. Keep that air nice, good for your skin, it's good for your hair, it's good for your brain. Second is stretch. Like, cannot emphasize this enough. You have to stretch because so often, like, today I was in back-to-back meetings and I'm just like this the whole time. Like... Because you're not, like, going from room to room and, yeah, like, moving I'm not, your body. you know, going, like I say, I'm going to get water. But you know what I mean. I'm, you're basically, you're in one position for a very long time. So stretching is great. Prepping a meal. So, like, taking time to do those things. Like, take yourself off of the laptop when you can is important. And then the last thing I'd say is just, like, be, try to be a bit strict with yourself when you have work all day, like have a set start and stop date or time. So don't find yourself like in an intimate relationship with your computer where like you're waking up together and you're going to bed together and like, it's all you think about. Oh my God. My biggest rule is like yeah, no laptop in the bed. Where you yeah. sleep is not where you so, work. So yeah, those are my tips and tricks and hydrate. Um, G and I were on this, we're calling it a new city, a new digital city that our friend Nate Brown, shout out Nate Brown, made. And my favorite thing that you said in there, okay, wait, let me explain the digital city. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's essentially a Slack channel that Nate started just for like thinking, I think that it was just going to be like friends and like maybe an extended circle of friends. There's like a thousand people on there now, random people from around the world. Like they're having like creative incubator Zoom sessions with like a hundred random people. It's actually really cool. But Gabriella put something in there before I kind of like trickled off of it because it got a little too intense for me. But you were like, don't do house chores while you're working. Yeah. Do you want to know what I did today? I woke up this morning. I cleaned out the fridge. I answered a couple emails. Then I was like, huh, maybe I should do my laundry. Went and did my laundry. Did like six different rounds of laundry. And then I was like, oh, look at that. It's (laughs) 2.30. Got no work done. You you have to like take control of your brain. Like when you're not working from home, you can rely on other factors to help you. But when you're home, it's it's you. Totally. I'm so ADD. I'll get distracted from anything. But wait, so Nick, what you go to the gym? Yeah, every so morning. mine, mine, like, yeah, I know. What I know, are you doing stuff right now? So my normal routine is wake up at five forty-five, six latest, and and I'm in the gym by like six fifteen, six thirty every morning. So it's been a, it's right been now. a big and mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard here because right now I still actually I'm trying to you know like I said have like a bit of a structure and still trying to have some sort of normalcy. But it's cold as shit at six o'clock here. So like, I don't want to go outside and work out. And I told you we're in this small ass house. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to be jumping rope in the living room. I can't do that. So I I actually, this past weekend, my mother and I, we cleaned out the entire basement, which is like literally 20 years worth of stuff. So I, we got a dumpster and tossed a bunch of stuff out and I made a special spot for me to like go down there. I found weights. I found a jump rope. I found a bunch of stuff. So that's what I did this morning. Okay. So what's the most embarrassing thing that you found down there? That's a good one. <laughs> this, I mean, the year great. Like when you get all your friends to sign, I was like looking through some of the stuff that people are writing in there. And it's just so embarrassing. It's, it's, I was going through my emails the other day before. Okay. So Nick, tell us a little bit about work um, for you. It's been interesting. Yeah. Like you're like super office person managing a bunch of different stores. Like couldn't imagine being like totally Yeah, I mean, totally it's really hard right now too because, you know, obviously it's just a very sensitive time because right now all of our retail doors are closed. So it's, it's weird for me not to have that. And, you know, like I just got sent pictures of our store and our, our, our floor is empty, you know, like there's no, there's no product there. And I'm just like, 
like makes me sad. Like I, I legitimately just miss being there. But it's 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 also a time for me to make sure that everybody feels good because like I feel a way obviously because it's like it's what my life is from you know four thousand hours a week. But <laughs> but it's also for a lot of people like yeah it's a job but it's also like it's their life and it's it's just a really big wake up call and it just kind of shows like how fragile everything is and how quickly things can change. And I think in terms of just perspective, it's like, you know, is it Joni Mitchell? Is that the song? You don't know what you have till it's gone. And it's like, it kind of feels like that right now. Like where like, it's like, shit, I don't have this. Like, what do I do? Did Nick just try and quote Joni Mitchell? Joni Mitchell song? So I think I'm so. I don't really know, but, probably. Um. but no, it feels, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. It feels a little, it feels a little, it's just nice to be able to go walk to somebody's desk and get an answer in five seconds. Like, I miss that. Yeah. How is that? Like, you guys have, both of you have really big teams. Like, what's the communication hack that you're both using here? That's, must be challenging. Yeah. I mean, I think for both of us, I've been using, I've been using Hangouts a lot and trying to do as much video as I can because I like, I just, I, I like things to go faster and I like being able to read people <laughs> a little bit. You rely on human right. connection for so much, like not only work, like you're just a yeah. I, I just like I big I, human connection guy. Yeah, like I, I won't do I won't do interviews over whatever. Like in I, I like everything face to face because I like to get a, a sense for people and like I get a. I feel like I'm pretty aware of how people are feeling just by kind of like having a conversation face to face. So it's it's a little challenging now, and like I just don't like things getting misinterpreted over a Slack message or whatever. Like. I want to be direct and clear and I want to be able to see how people are reacting to certain things so I can gauge what, you know, the next move. Totally. I'm way with you on that. I would rather meet someone in person yeah. than shoot an email. Think, I think things get misconstrued over, uh, over text sometimes. It's such a weird time to like balance all these work things and like try to be a leader and try to stay focused and do all these things while also feeling this like crazy sense of hopelessness. Like when the fuck is this going to end yeah it'll be fine like I've, I've been on calls with my team um like last week was pretty much a wash I was like don't think about work prioritize yourself your family your friends um if you're on slack great but it's not mandated at all and then this week when we are kind of having more progressive conversations I'm also being mindful of rounding it out with you know this I don't have a huge expectation from you this week if you still need time to process or put things ahead of work that is a hundred percent fine luckily um, I'm at a company that allows things like that but yeah it's, it's really difficult to to lead people in a moment like this where like they should be prioritizing themselves Nick I wanted to just hear your if you're a company right now there are probably a lot of mixed emotions where it's like you want to be respectful of people going through like myriad of feelings and emotions they're going through right now, but you also like still have to run the business and like promote new launches and put out new product. How do you feel you guys are kind of drawing the line there? If you're allowed to even speak on that, sorry, I'm asking you like a <laughs> No, it's okay. I mean, kind of the <laughs> vague answer. And so, I, I, I think it's definitely something that, you know, we think about and it's, it's hard because you want, you don't want to get, there's a fine line w with this, but, and I think that you've seen a lot of things and like we were talking about, we saw something with like, I think it was skims like Kim Kardashian's brand. And I saw that she was like doing some sort of, um, some sort of uh, promotion and, and some of it went to charity and like, she still got torn to shreds. I'm like, she's trying to do something nice. And it's just interesting how people convey certain messages and, and what the perception is on things. And I don't think that, I think especially with how, I'm going to use the word sensitive, but obviously right now it is a moment where everybody like, ha, you know, it's like you said, it's an emotional period and everybody feels kind of a certain way. It is really hard to kind of find that balance of like, Hey, I want to help, but like, am I doing it in good taste? And I think that for you know, for me, and I'm going to leave Kith out of it, but just like in general, I think that everybody kind of has to just be understanding the fact that everybody is going to perceive things a certain way right now. And everybody's kind of, it's really hard to, to do right now just because everybody's like, Hey, they're putting up a sale and they're going to give 5% to so-and-so, but where does it actually go? Like right. everybody, 
I think especially with all the uncertainty and in everything right now, like nobody knows how long this is going to last. Nobody knows if the numbers are actually right of how many people have a virus and who doesn't, how long it's going to be till retail stores are up and running again. Like it's just uncertainty and nobody likes uncertainty. And I think right now you just kind of have to be sensitive to the fact that you may or may not be doing something in good taste. Like it's, 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 I, I almost try to steer clear of it just because no matter what you do and no matter what your intentions are, there is a chance that the internet is going to tear you to shreds. Totally. There's going to be a lot of businesses that can't make it through here. And hopefully the government can figure out a way to, to help people out. But I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, yeah. it's, it's unprecedented. Like there's, there's no real answer. You just kind of got to figure things out. Be empathetic and assume good intent that like everyone else is doing the same thing. Yeah. Cause like we don't, I mean, Kim Kardashian is, is in like the best of, use here but like if a small business is releasing a new collection today and they say five percent of proceeds are going to this charity they might still be selling that because they have their own financial burdens that they still need that 95 percent revenue to come through yeah and that five percent might that five percent might have been the payroll that goes to the retail staff like you don't you 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 don't know what people are going through and it's really hard to i I think everybody's kind of got to put the judgment aside for a second and understand that like nobody has any idea what companies finances are or what people's personal finances are. And it's just a time where everybody just has to be understanding and empathetic and, and you got to do what you feel is the right thing, like morally the right thing. Stepping away from work, I can relate to the really crazy feeling of being quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a weird thing. (laughs) Cause you're like, wait, I live with this person and that's totally fine and normal. And like, we do this normally, but like, Quarantine is totally different. Has it like changed your, your like morning routine together? Like who, who out of you two have been like just different in this situation and who's kept it more grounded? Cause I can tell you the answer on this side. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of like you where like I work from home every day. Like if I don't leave the house in a day, it's not really a rare, sorry, Nick, I feel like I'm going to offend you right now. It's not really a rare thing for me just because like I wake up, I do like my morning routine and I just like sit in my office and work until it's dinner time and then I go to bed. So it hasn't been that big of an adjustment for me. Alex, however, goes to the office every single day and like leaves the house and like talks to a thousand different people and like has a whole other world. So I think he's definitely had like the last week was a struggle. Like it was just kind of confusing this week. I totally agree with you. It feels like it's like more in the flow. We kind of know what to expect. Morning routine wise, I mean, like we're eating breakfast. That's interesting. Yeah, like <laughs> things like that. You're like, <laughs> no, like <laughs> we eat breakfast now, and that's super weird, but cool. And you know, one of us will like go work in the dining room, and the other one of us will go in the office, which I'm in right now. Which you know, first was going to be like a really nice office, and then was going to have like a podcast set up, and now is suddenly a room where we have fostered a puppy and there's a massive puppy crate and my podcast set up and Alex got like a standing desk situation. So it's really crazy in here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think just like the idea of like having to kind of like navigate with another person all day is just way different than what we're used yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, yes. go, go, just go. Yesterday... So Nick and I are like, we found a new talent of ours and that talent is completely avoiding each other all day. <laughs> yesterday, we, <laughs> yesterday we woke up, we had our coffee, sat, sat on the couch and then I did not see him. Literally, oh, not for not see like, you. literally for like 12 hours. Yeah. Not that I didn't see him, but like I, I didn't interact with you really until like 8 p.m. that night. <laughs> but you know what I love? I love, I love that still at the end of the day, he'll be like, how was your day? you're like it was good from five feet away what I've noticed the most is in this like two-week period because so Alex and I started quarantining like not this past Thursday the Thursday before because we found out a a couple people in our friend circle in LA had had it and we both just got super nervous we both have parents on the older side and I was just like all right let's just like lock it down for a second Um, and so it's been about like I think we're almost at 14 days now and it's amazing to me how self-sufficient we actually are. (laughs) I know that sounds really lame, but like we don't need half of the shit that we were doing before. Like we can eat leftovers and like cook things from the fridge. And like, it's just, I think 
And by the way, like that's something we do anyways. But like, I think it's just interesting to see when you are forced to kind of like just deal with like what's in front of you, how self-sustainable we actually really are. And I hope that this carries over into whenever we're out of quarantine. It's like, cool. Like we woke up the other day and we cooked at home and we did a workout on the TV. Like, will I probably go and pay $40 for a workout class after this? I will, of course, support the workouts that I love, but like probably not. I love that you said that. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a really interesting shift. Yeah. I always like to see or find the silver lining in things perpetually optimistic, but yeah, I think there's, there's going to be good that comes out of this, you know, like whether it's that you got a break from your crazy life or you realize that you value something more than before, whether that's like a person, place or thing, um, that's still a positive. So I'm, I'm excited to, I've already realized some of those things. Ugh, I'm just being really optimistic, R and I. Like it does suck, but we're we're also Of course, but are we like what else are we supposed to do besides yeah, try and be optimistic? Yeah. So that, that's where my head's yeah. at. Like and then I also just feel like incredibly grateful for a lot of things. It, it's like I wanted to have Thanksgiving at the table the other day and like go around and be like, what are you thankful for? Are you guys reading anything, watching new shows, anything that we should all be doing too? We just finished uh The Outsider. Yeah, it was Too scary interesting. For me. I, I, yeah. What is that? I needed show? some. I needed some funny, and Ronnie. Ronnie has been telling me that I'm an idiot for not watching this newest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I watched. It is eleven out of ten. So I watched all of them literally in a row on whatever day it was, Saturday. It's so good. It's so good. And perfect for right now. Just fucking. And I've been doing. Um, if there are any organizations that you guys are paying attention to and want to advocate for, if there's anything you guys are thinking that people should be paying more attention to instead of just being scared by the news. Let us know. <laughs> I think just like people need to pay more attention to each other at this point. You know, like I, I just feel like empathy has been something that's been so neglected in the past. Like I just feel like, especially the past couple of years, like everybody's so consumed with themselves. And I think that it's just important to be thinking about others and also thinking about you know, small businesses. Like I went in, oh, I didn't tell you, I forgot to tell you, but I went and bought a gift card to Ruby's. And I was just like, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you have the best French fries. I want you to stay around. And again, it doesn't have to be monetary, but like for uh, small businesses like that, I think that it's important. Yeah. If they're like businesses that have like fed you for so long and like we ordered Ruby's one too many times a week. So that's great. French fries. French fries. (gasps) That's awesome. I love that response. Um, I would say the same thing. Like you have your, like two, two big groups are in my mind. Like one is obviously like the small to medium businesses of the world. Some of them are just not going to make it out. So, you know, support the ones that, that you can. And, you know, like a true Shopify leader. Well, hand the bills. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) but support the small and medium businesses. The, the healthcare, that those folks were working in healthcare. Um, I can't imagine like having a pandemic that, like those those are people who go to work to help, you know? So when, when you're in the situation like you are now, like regardless of your position, I'm sure everyone comes to work super keen to have an impact um, and not selfishly, but just have an impact to help people. That can be frustrating, especially when you're tired and not eating or there's bruises on your face because of the surgical, like the mask, have you seen that? Yeah, it's horrible. But, yeah, those those are the two groups I think of. The people that are on the on like the front lines right now, that's a it's a big deal. Like even, you know, all these people doing deliveries and like it, yeah. these are people that like have to pay bills too, you know? And like they're going to work not because they want to, but because they have to. So I think even like somebody somebody is delivering something, you throw them an extra five, like it matters. Like these people obviously need to pay bills. They're not doing this they're not doing this, you know, for for the betterment, they'd obviously probably with their, be with their family, but you know, it's tough times for everybody. It definitely is. I miss you guys. <laughs> Can't wait for this quarantine to end so I can come straight to New York and hang and out. And use that Ruby's gift card. And use the Ruby's gift card. <laughs> my last call is to my friend, Scarlett Curtis. Scarlett is a writer, mental health advocate, and the author of Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. And it's okay to feel blue a collection of short stories from people and their experiences with feminism and mental health. Scarlett is currently quarantined outside of London with her family. No, I haven't seen you in 
literally forever. How are you doing? Definitely over a year, which is crazy. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Where are you? I think as good as like, I'm in LA. Um, I am, my boyfriend and I have a place here now and I'm bopping between New York and LA. And so I'm here for the quarantine so that I wasn't solo in New York. That's a very um, good idea. But it's, yeah. I, Where are you? Um, so my family lives in Suffolk, which is by the sea in England. We're all up here. We're all quarantining. My granny is in a little house in our garden. She's 92 and she's quarantining separately from us. So we're sort of waving at her through the window and she's very angry that <laughs> she doesn't really understand why she's not allowed to hang out with her friends. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's complicated. I've got a lot of brothers, a lot of pets. We're all kind of trying to get used to living together again. Yeah, you have a yeah, massive family. family. But that's kind it's of great. Nice. Yeah, mean, it's just there's a lot of my brothers are all teenagers and they've obviously just had. And they're like rowdy, fun teenagers. Yeah, and they just had, you know, their whole education's cancelled, basically, which is mad. Schools here have basically said that they're off for the rest of the school year. Um, and I think it's just a lot to get used to, you know? Yeah. Are they continuing school online or it's just like... Yeah, they've done? got Zoom lessons every day, which is really nice. I think, to be honest, I think they're mostly just talking about how they're all feeling, which is really lovely. Their teachers have been really great. Yeah, I think it's hard. One of my brothers is 18 and is now never going to go back to school, which is quite mad. I didn't. That didn't even register to me at first when school started closing and I saw so many really sad posts on Instagram of people who probably were looking forward to graduating and being like spending the rest of their senior year and to just like so abruptly leave with a couple of months left. Even people that yeah. like went abroad to just completely, at the end of the day, I think everybody's lives have been uprooted in some way. And that, that empathy for other people is really important to keep in mind. Right yeah. Now. And I think I'm really trying to find a balance between obviously my job a lot of my job is as like an activist and doing a lot around mental health. And this last week I've been really struggling between like engaging in the world and everyone and how everyone's feeling. And then also just trying to figure out how I'm feeling and, you know, whether my family's safe and how to make, keep my mental health okay during this weird time. And you sort of need to like switch on to the pain of the world. And then I think, take a few hours to switch off, look after yourself. And then, yeah, I've been going between the two quite a lot. How are you feeling? Um, you know, <laughs> up and down. It, I feel like it really changes every few hours. Like I've had some days where I just can't stop crying. I can't stop thinking about everyone and all the pain and all of that. And then feeling better and me and my 16-year-old brother have been doing skateboarding together as our one bit of daily exercise. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to take it really like hour by hour. And if I'm having a good day celebrating that and then not freaking out when I have a panic attack and, you know, feel terrified of everything. Yeah, I've actually, I relate to that a lot. I've actually never felt this like overwhelming mm. sense of fear in my life. Yeah, Like I've never... Honestly, if someone like was like, start crying, yeah, I would start crying. <laughs> like, I feel constantly on the edge of, I really do feel constantly on the edge of like a complete yeah, breakdown. Completely, completely. And I think everyone is feeling that. And also if you've had anxiety before, you know, everyone keeps saying like, this is the best time in history for dogs because all dogs suddenly get to be at home with their owners. I feel like it's also the best time for anxiety and depression. Like <laughs> all my anxiety to thrive. Yeah. Yes. It's like, they're all coming out and being like, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for you to stop your routine and stop seeing your friends and all the things that help your mental health be okay. It's our time to shine. I have been, yeah, just fighting with that. And I guess for me, so much of looking after my mental health is my routine that has been the key to me feeling sane for the last few years. And that is obviously all gone now. So it's like really quickly trying to figure out new routines and new ways to feel like stable. Yeah. 
What have you been doing at home to keep busy? Like, how are you building a structure for yourself? So I have been trying to exercise in the mornings, even if that's just like, I've been doing some online yoga, going for some runs and some skateboards with my brothers. I've also been, to be honest, I think something I've found quite hard is a lot of people online posting like their quarantine routines and their, you know, all the plans that they've got and all the food they're going to cook and all the things they're going to write. And at the moment, I feel just quite paralyzed. Like, I feel like my brain is turned to sludge. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah, the best. that has, that's the been best. my routine. I've been playing uh, yeah. Mario Kart. So that... Can we be Switch oh friends? God, is that a thing? You need to get Animal Crossing. It really That'd makes so you fun. feel like you okay. are outside socializing. <laughs> It's the little things that yeah, count these I've days, you know? I've been chopping down wood, um, fishing, all of that. I've been doing this app, House Party. Are you on that yet? I haven't done it. Everyone's yeah. been telling me to do it. But, you know, I, like you, feel really overwhelmed by all these, these, I don't know, these, like, new things that we kind of have to adapt to. Like, just, you know, like, I have never used Zoom before. Like, I literally used it for the first time on Saturday night to have a virtual dinner with my family. So this is all... Yeah, it was it was actually really nice. I was kind of against it at first and then I was like, "Oh wait, like yeah. this is great." And I have I have not seen my family. I have four sisters and my parents, oh my, my dad is a little bit older, so I've definitely stayed away from him. Yeah, it was like I last week went to go drop him off some food and he like waved at me from the door and it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Like I and I think those things are like those little things we have to really, really pay attention to as, you know, what's kind of driving our emotional stability right now. Like that totally rocked me for 48 hours. I was out of it, super depressed and sad. And I've just been paying attention to those little things. You know, like if I'm on Twitter and I see even a person talking about the fact that they're separated from their parents right now, just to stay sane and healthy. It's like those things are really going to affect like the mental health of the world. And I feel like we as a society are talking about it, but it's kind of annoying that like all I hear is the government talking about like corporate bailouts. And I'm like, your entire country is probably in a horrible mental state. I completely agree. Sorry, that was a long tangent. I mean, this is everything (laughs) I've been thinking about because, you know, I am very lucky to be physically healthy, but um, my brain for anyone watching I've had very bad anxiety depression and PTSD in the past which have at times been life-threatening and the government is talking a lot about businesses and the economy and people's physical well-being and I feel one of the biggest threats as this goes on is to people's mental well-being and what doesn't help that is seeing people's schedules of exercise and homemade meals and the novels that they're going to write during this time you know when I yeah I've had days where I can't stop crying I've had I've got friends who are vulnerable and it's fucking terrifying to think when I'm when it's going to see them and everything like that so I think we just all you know if you make it out of bed if you have a shower I haven't been showering every day I didn't know about you I think if you make it out of bed I do because it's the only way I can feel some sense of routine. You're doing better than me. (laughs) Everybody has their own thing. But yeah, I feel like at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, like I have a laundry list of things I'm going to do. This is going to be great. I was like really, I was posting on Instagram trying to really just be active and be a person that was a leader in Mm. positivity and not, because every time I went on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it was like Mm. depressing, depressing. And I was like, okay, like maybe I'm going to make this a little upbeat. Like let's start a thread of what people are doing, baking, reading, whatever. And it was a good way to like cope with the transition into yeah. into quarantine. But now that we're here and we're like adapting to quarantine, I just feel like I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even, I can't even go 20 minutes without feeling some sort yeah. of anxiety or like about to, me about to like cry that like, there's no way that I'm getting this shit done. I know. I'm like, I was exa- I've been exactly the same. And I've, yeah. And I think that's, that's, I think my biggest, message is just that it's okay if you literally can just for today you can just sit in bed I've been sitting in bed I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's very calming it's It's funny funny, but but like it's about I guess government officials who are very nice (laughs) and are protecting their systems 
in a funny way. I've been watching that and I've been playing Animal Crossing and I've been calling my friends. And actually this app House Party has been really helping me because I've just been going on it and saying to people like, I'm having a tough hour and people are generally nice. And you can talk to anybody yeah, on there, right? you can and you can join rooms and you can meet new people in this world where none of us are going to meet anyone new for a very long time. Very long yeah. time. No, I think it's good. I think yeah, something outside. We're also in our heads at the moment, you know. I think it's very hard totally. to not totally to break out of your head and your thoughts. And I'm finding it hard to even, even though I'm alone so much, I'm finding it hard to even talk to anyone sometimes. Because I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I think anything that takes you out of your head for even a few minutes is really helpful. I had a really panicky day on Sunday. And I mean, I think it's like, it's impossible not to talk about. It's obviously Mm. omnipresent. Like everybody wants to talk about it, but you know, people were, I think like me, like everybody else in the world are getting texts every day with other people talking about it or sending links. And I actually woke up on Sunday and as people were texting me, like I sent them a text and I was like, I was like, I love you. And I hope that you're okay. But like, I do not want to talk about the virus today because it has totally wrecked me. And it's like my whole life right now. And I am so anxious so it's like let's talk yeah. about something different today let's like keep life going I keep in some like, way what did we talk about before this I haven't talked <laughs> I about know. anything else um uh, what, no what did we talk no about idea. before this I Nothing. one thing that I have been is trying to think is I get very um obsessive and overwhelmed with like everyone that's going to be hurt and everyone that's going to be in pain and everyone that's going to be separated also I think because we are all stuck inside it can feel like you absolutely have no power to do anything I put something up on my Instagram like a week ago of anyone that wanted a book because I realized I've got a house full of books yeah um, I love that you did yeah, that so I put something it. up saying anyone that wanted a book and was like tight for money at the moment because money is obviously a very terrifying thing for a lot of people right now and uh, I got like thousands of addresses and I've just been sending out all these books I put, put wearing gloves wearing gloves <laughs> while I do it very and good. when I take them to the post office, but sending out like hundreds of books and that it is a nice thing to do, but also it's like 99% of it is for my head because I'm like, okay, I'm doing a tiny thing. You know, I'm not, I can't save the world. I'm not a doctor. I feel very helpless, but I am doing one tiny thing. And I think if you can find something that you do, it really makes you feel better because I think the the overriding anxiety for so many people right now is like there is a worldwide crisis happening and we can't do anything to help except stay inside, which is going to help long term, but it doesn't feel like helping when you're doing it, you know? Yeah. You just yeah. feel totally helpless. I love that you labeled all the books, the addresses. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. That really I stuck with ask, me. I don't know. I It just was really you. I sweet. didn't ask for names, but I put everyone down as someone great and I put a little sticker on all of them saying stay sane stay safe because I think that is what we all need to do right now um what have you been watching and reading I was about to ask you the same question what have I been watching so I started Tiger King last night no two nights ago again we are we have a puppy in the house so (laughs) sleep and like focusing on something has been not as productive as usual but yeah started Tiger King I also finished little fires everywhere last week um before the show started and it was just it's just it's a 10 out of 10 book riveting amazing writing um and I also like geek out over reading a book before a show or a movie comes out because then I can look up the cast on IMDB (laughs) and it's so nerdy but like then I like visualize who they actually are and um I used to do that so much as a kid so it was kind of nice to feel some sort of childhood mm. moment again but I also like I just built this studio in my house I used to record out of a um like a big studio so this has just been kind of my my fun project for now to be able to do this and call mm. friends and yeah it's been really it's been satisfying for now what about you what have you been um, reading and watching I've been so very coolly I before all of this began was judging this book prize in the UK called the women's prize for fiction so I've been doing I had to read 70 books over five months um, which was a lot. Only you could do yeah, that. It was, it was quite mad, Only you could but do that. that was before. And now I've been sort of going over the books because we're going from the long list to the short list. But there are some really good books on that. One is this book called The Most Fun We Ever Had. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's Did you like so it? good. It. And it's about a family who's there's four daughters and then 
the parents and it kind of spans their life from when the parents meet to when the daughters are like in their 40s and it, it it's like 500 oh, pages long and it's the only book I've ever read where I was like I wish this was a thousand pages long I could have read it I cried at the end because I just miss the characters so much and it's very absorbing kind of in that way that it flies everywhere is where it's like fun but also so well written which I find very books like that for me only happen yeah, like once I mean this in is a, a decade like I can name like two books that I can think of that at the end I was like yeah. give me 10 more chapters so actually since uh, Literally ever this is one of the ones that I've read most like that so I can recommend that and it's light and quite fun and then I read Fleischman is in Trouble which I really liked as well you read that Fleischman is in Trouble by yeah oh I yeah I recommend okay. that I like that and then yeah I've been doing the same I've moved back in with my parents because I feel very lucky that I can be with them and I've sort of been trying to turn my bedroom into a bit of a sanctuary I've got a lot of aromatherapy oils diffusers and things like that that just make me feel calm I brought all my crystals with me when I moved back in yeah I don't so blame I've, got, you. I've got a little crystal shrine I love that my I'm the most one of the more exciting things and I'm excited to see from you during this quarantine is your family has the best traditions <laughs> ever and I'm like are you guys going to make it what tradition is going to come out yeah, of yeah I mean I think that's hard as well like we do have great traditions but I also think we're all in a very weird place and like I know my mum definitely thought that by now we'd all be you know making art together and and like uh, I don't know what she thought we'd be doing but at the moment we've just been doing most yeah, people thought that at the beginning of this quarantine they were like okay quite, like we're gonna be productive we've been and fighting fun. quite a lot we've been spending time in our own rooms we've been trying to figure out how to not see my granny and things like that but I think as time goes on hopefully we'll start we've been playing some board games and card games again I think this is like our second weekend and I think every week is Mm. going to feel different in the way that we process the information coming our way I think now like this morning I before (laughs) you came on I was like teary-eyed on the couch reading Twitter about how many people were just getting it and openly talking about like the struggles their family are facing and it's just really, really like profound to me how this is just targeted. Like it's taken yeah. over the whole world and it doesn't discriminate. discriminate. No. It doesn't matter who you are. I went from reading like Twitter from people just talking. Someone posted something about how their grandma had pneumonia, but because there was no room in the hospital because of COVID-19, she passed away a little bit quicker than she would have if she had medical service. So it's like, it's just amazing. Not amazing, but like it's insane to see how this is affecting mm. everybody in such Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things as well that we thought we'd never have to deal with. You know, my brother's got a problem with his spleen, which puts him at risk. And he has to go in for like monthly hospital appointments. And at the moment, we're trying to figure out, does he go in and put himself at risk in that way? Or does he miss it? And then, so it's, it's very confusing. And also, there's so much different information, which is very hard, I think, to process. My biggest like disappointment, I think in this whole pandemic is the fact that at the beginning of it, there wasn't a like unified sense of leadership. And the source of information was so poor that like nobody knew, like it was so poor to the point that my dad, Mm. my dad's a 79 year old man. He uses his phone to call us and talk, but he's not really on Instagram. He doesn't have a Twitter, but to the point that he texted me something the other day being like, I just got this weird notification that we all need to be indoors after 11 o'clock at night because helicopters are going to spray disinfectant. Oh my God. You know, like he, like we know that's not true, but like that, those are the things that like yeah. are going around where it's like some people might not know yeah. that's not true. And like, it's just a shame that like, there's not just a solid source of, of knowledge coming totally. in. Um, I think, no, oh, just both in the UK and the US, we've had governments that really did the wrong thing for a, quite a long time. <laughs> and that, is really hard. Right. Like we had the LA marathon six days before we went into quarantine, which is like mind boggling to me. Mad. But yeah, um, I had this funny strange. thing at the beginning where, cause I read like a stupid amount of news, which I probably shouldn't. And I was sort of talking about it a lot with my family. And I talk about a lot of political issues with my family. I tend to be the one to lecture them on, you know, feminism and gender and everything. And there were a few, there were a That's few weeks where I think they thought it was like a PC thing. 
and yeah and totally so my, everybody uh, my parents you're not alone were like that with your family about to talk about some plans that they had a few weeks ago and then my dad was like oh don't say this in front of Scarly she'll get offended and I was like this isn't something I'm gonna get offended by it's like real public health I think people were genuinely shocked. I mean, this morning, even like the news cycle was devastating. It's just, you know, it's every day something different. I don't think people expected it to escalate this far because it seemed so unbelievable and out of our reality that we would all globally be in this situation. But just trying to limit my media input, practice empathy, try and stay calm. All the things. What's worrying you most right now? Um, I think... I'm worried about individual members of my family and friends who are vulnerable and trying to figure out how best to help them without being with them. Because I think normally my go-to is always to go over to people's houses, you know, and make sure they're okay and how to properly support people. Uh, And then my mental health and the mental health of my friends and people I I know online and just really trying to think how how we are going to keep that okay in this time those would be my two things I saw you just posted that you co-wrote another yes so I yeah kind of I've been working with two amazing friends of mine to put together this little collection of short essays and poems about it's titled loss and hope and it is actually we we were doing this way before this all happened but it's sort of all topics around suicide and how to rebuild hope from a tragedy like that or, you know, how to process that kind of thing. And and it was funny because we, we got the first copies through as we sort of all went into quarantine. And I think it's actually never felt as relevant because <laughs> this is a time where we are all going to be dealing with a lot of loss, whether that's loss of an actual person or loss of a business or of, you know, what you thought of as your life so yeah you can pre-order that online if you want and um I hope that it helps people I love that and Scarlett also has two other books on Amazon Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies and It's Okay and to Feel Blue are in um, pink and other lies. I was it was honestly I say this so often but fav- favorite project of all time was writing a chapter for that book but you're the loveliest person and of course such a wonderful idea and I'm hugging my screen now because I can't hug you. And we're but virtually hugging. one thing, you know, we are both ridiculously busy and live sort of stupid lives. And I guess one thing that might come out of this is we can all check in on people more, you know, that we didn't maybe have the time yeah, to. for sure. Um, please, can we keep for sure. each other, even not for this? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, beyond okay. this, um, we should... We should be scheduling Sweet. check-ins. Schedule yeah. check-ins with your friends. It's actually really fun and great. And yeah. Zoom is great. I love you. <laughs> All right. I love Stay you. Safe. Have an Stay amazing safe. rest of your day. Send your family my love. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunesmedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liz Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.